Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. It's me, the same guy who always talks over random games every week. And since I had an awkward intro, you can tell that means I have a guest with me because that seems to always be how it goes. Why don't you say hi to the lovely people? Uh, hello. I go by Saint Swooper. He's probably just gonna call me Swooper. And, yeah, I guess I'm just making him nervous. He is Saint Swooper. He is actually ordained. He can marry you and your waifu, and you just have to send him the three crazy digits on the back of your mom's credit card. Uh, also, you need to send me the credit card number and the expiration date. And then... Sora, Donald, and Goofy will be able to defeat Giant Bill Murray. I don't know. I don't I don't have a script <laughs> for guest episodes. You can tell that I just have no idea what I'm saying when it's a guest episode. Yeah, you can't script those in advance, so it makes you panic. So, today, because I talked about Sora, Donald, and Goofy, we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, turns out... Both me and Swooper over there are more fond of Kingdom Hearts 2 over 3 for a number of reasons. I just recently had the chance to play through 3 for the first time, and the whole time I did kind of think about how much I missed Kingdom Hearts 2. Even though I did have a good time with 3, it kind of fell short in a few ways. Yeah, by no means is it awful game or like a terrible huge disappointment like i've seen some chats online about but there's definitely a lot of aspects where i think it's overall weaker and i guess that's what we're here to talk about yeah i was kind of talking to one of my friends and a past guest who also talked about three on the podcast my friend henry and we were talking about how uh we liked lot of Kingdom Hearts 2 combat, which I know is what you really like to talk about. Oh, for sure. I'm, we... a, I'm a huge stan for the combat. Uh, but yeah, in comparison, Kingdom Hearts 3's is just kind of a lot more simpler, kind of dumbed down, a lot more crazy spectacle. More Rather style than... over substance. Yes, exactly. Uh... It does have some advantages, like I think some of the aerial maneuverability is better, like you have more interesting air combos, you have the ability to guard midair, but that's, and also the uh, the shot lock where you can zoom into an enemy, but that's really about it, honestly. Other than that, it's a lot of press triangle to do a cool flashy thing and kill a lot of things. Yeah, it's kind of tapping into the, the warrior's genes. Exactly. I mean, the enemy counts are even bigger to kind of account for it. That's one of the first things I noticed in trailers was, oh, they're kind of like dynasty warriorsing it a little bit. One of their bosses is literally just a bunch of regular mooks attached two, together. Two of them. The Demon Tower and the Demon Tide. Well, I thought they were just the same thing, but like in different forms. Uh, They have different names, so. Yeah, but like you don't... <laughs> Frieza's first form, Frieza's final form, like that's technically a different name. They're still Frieza. I don't know. Oh, wait, you don't know who Frieza is. Never mind. I do know who Frieza is. I have seen Dragon Ball fighters. <laughs> so anyway, 
yeah, a lot, a lot flashier, which is appreciable. But I don't oh, think sure. Kingdom Hearts 2 was any slouch in the Flash department either. Yeah, not really. I think there was plenty of Flash at, like between the Drive forms and the summons. And they had things like Trinity Limit. They had team attacks, which the team attacks were generally more interesting in Kingdom Hearts 2, I think, than they were in Kingdom Hearts 3. Outside of maybe the Toy Story Rocket that actually does have a little bit of gameplay. But for the most part, they're just kind of like little like cutscenes that deal damage in KH three. But they like have special gameplay effects in Kingdom Hearts two, like uh, Red Rocket, a kind of an unfortunate name. The team attack with Mulan it gives you the ability to fly. You could fly around while doing all the attack and everything like that. Oh, and that would let you reach, like, a treasure chest that's really hard to get to normally? You actually can use it in the final mix version to cheese and get some stickers that you're not supposed to get till you have high jump or glide. Yeah, I thought that was where you were going with that. The thing that someone was saying earlier, or the other day, I don't remember when, about magic is that magic was a bit more versatile in 2 compared to 3. Oh, absolutely. Uh... Kingdom Hearts 3 does have the ability to cast while moving, and that feels good, but a lot of the spells are just kind of, like, plain old damage projectiles. I know that you can uh, create a little line of ice to slide across in KH3 or make a little trampoline with arrow, but that's really the extent of it. There's not really much of an appreciable difference between using fire and thunder and all that. Well, some of the Heartless have a notable weakness to one spell over the other. That's true, but that's also true in Kingdom Hearts 2. I think the weaknesses might be a bit more pronounced in 3, but Kingdom Hearts 2 had special use cases for every single spell, including a couple of like unique utility spells in Reflect and Magnet. Well, yeah, I think in 3 it's just kind of, here's an attack but with a different coat of paint. Yeah, exactly. The water spell, at least, kind of picks up where Kingdom Hearts 2 Fire left off, being the one that kind of stays around Sora. It only... not really. Fire is basically, in Kingdom Hearts 2, a more localized, more damaging AoE. Water does, like, spawn around Sora in Kingdom Hearts 3, but it doesn't have that, like, localized AoE effect. It's just another projectile. It just changes where it spawns a little bit. And then Thunder is the, like, wider, less accurate AoE, and then Blizzard is your basic projectile. And I think it's a pretty good, like, cast of spells, and that's, like, not even counting the fact that uh, there's other uses for magic as well. Like, the team attacks I mentioned, they used MP in the Kingdom Hearts 2. They used your full MP bar. It was something you had to consider. And Kingdom Hearts 3 had something, like, attempted to do something similar with the summons. But then they just made the summons do the same thing as Cure, which is what's primarily usually vying for your MP bar anyway. So there's honestly not really any reason not to just bust out a summon outside of inconvenience of going to the menu to get it true elements done wrong is when you could just change the name of any element and the effect would be the same and that's kind of where kingdom hearts 3 stands i think 
outside of like a few select cases. Yeah, the magic system is just overall far less interesting. It's not like the worst I've ever seen, but like at its most interesting, it's just weakness sniping that any RPG can pull off. Yeah, I feel like Persona kind of falls into a similar trap, which some of our friends have very much noticed that how the elemental spells are just pretend they could be whatever and they make just as much sense yeah persona combat is also a lot of just weakness sniping and i i i don't hate persona combat but i feel like it's something people overlook there's other aspects to it that i do like but that's more like in the build aspects building personas that like reflect physical and all that kind of thing I feel like Pokemon did it pretty right with how it's usually relative to the monster themselves. So you can always kind of think, oh, there's a there's a narrative reason for why it would be weak to this element. And it's like, it puts a bit more weight onto which one you're using. It, it does that in a gameplay sense too. It has the same type attack bonus. If you use an attack that's the same type as your Pokemon, then it does 1.5 times more damage. So you, there's actually kind of a balancing component where you have to think, do I want this move for type coverage or this move because it'll be slightly stronger? The answer is usually both, but, you know, it's it's Pokemon. Uh, I think 3 did have some good ideas to bring to the table besides Shot... Well, like, I guess Shotlock's technically birth by sleep, but... Uh... Shotlock, I'm, ha- I'm perfectly content with that being back. That's fun. I liked getting all the transformations into different weapons i both like and don't like that i feel like they kind of replaced drive forms well they they did yeah they did replace drive forms i i like them on paper they're cool they're fun they're flashy they provide unique move sets i like that there's not a resource tied to them like the drive gauge in kingdom hearts 2 you had to think about how to spend the drive gauge and there was also always the risk of anti-form popping up Plus, summons use the same gauge, and I think summons are oft overlooked in casual play, but like a summon like Stitch could be really useful because he regenerates your MP. Yeah, I remember when I played 2, I usually just used a summon because I wanted to hang out with Stitch. <laughs> Not a bad choice, honestly. You could, you could get out a lot more cures and the like when you have him out, or a lot more reflects. God knows he saved my butt <laughs> against a lot of the data fights. So what if they kept the weapon change, but they gave it, like, a bar to go with it? Would you be more okay with it then? See, I'm not, like, not okay with it. I think that making it a resource would make it more interesting, yes. But I think one of the things Kingdom Hearts 2 does, like, really well is that it has multiple uses for each resource. Like I said, the summons and the drive are the same gauge. For, like, magic... You have Cure, you have your variety of spells, and you also have the team attacks all tied to that. Uh, a bar that would just be specifically for form changes, it would be more interesting to spend a resource on for sure, but I feel like it would be. It kind of also needs some second thing to also deal with. Maybe the summons, I think the way the summons are handled is pretty boring, they're just a free cure. And you could argue that that's something for the magic bar, but I don't... I don't see why we don't, like, tie team attacks to that instead. Instead of just making them randomly pop up. Maybe bring back the drive bar and attach summons and form changes to that? Yeah, more or less. You could call it something else. 
but yeah i just said drive bar for familiarity for convenience yeah yeah i think that would at least make resource management kind of a part of the gameplay because as it is it barely is and i think it loses a lot for that if they just brought the weapon changes and shot locking into two's combat then it would be the best of both worlds I'm thinking about that. Uh, Shotlock, I, I don't really have any problem with Shotlock being in there. It's a, it's a nice resource that you could burn to get out some AoE damage. Like, I'm cool with that. And I especially like the way you can use it to like kick jump to an enemy, like to gap close. I didn't really start doing that until I got to Big Hero 6 with all the climbing and hurrying I had to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's honestly really useful against like more difficult fights. Oh, wait, I also used it to get back on the boat. I, I'm specifically talking, like, two enemies in combat. Like, you can you can kick jump to an enemy. Oh. Oh, yeah, you, you can. I never really did that, because I usually had something else going on. It's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things you don't think about. It's one of those mechanics that's easy to ignore, and that's that's honestly something that applies to every Kingdom Hearts game, is, like, they have a lot going on under the hood that you don't even really need to interact with like your first time through kingdom hearts one how often did you summon things like be honest other than tinkerbell maybe yeah i heard she's the best summon because she's a free revive but the difficulty on like the normal or even sometimes proud depending on your skill level is like simple enough that you can generally just mash x and then use cure when you need it and you'll make it through okay Unless you're fighting Zoldan, then you gotta mash well, the guard that's what button. Mickey's for. <laughs> yeah. Mickey comes less often the more you use him in the same fight, though. It's funny, like, growing up, I don't think I ever beat Zoldan without summoning Mickey at least once. Because I just He's... never was able to figure out how to deal with that, like, giant wind laser thing he does. Well, that... It wasn't even the laser that got me, it's just his general swinging attacks that got me. Yeah, guard definitely does help. And for the record, if anybody had trouble with that laser thing, you gotta use reflect. Reflect works. Uh, so, let's see, what else is there to say about the combat? Uh, oh, what I was saying about just, like, I was just gonna say Kingdom Hearts in general, I think, kind of has a bad time teaching you the more intricate mechanics. Until, like, you reach endgame and you, like, absolutely need them. Not even endgame, like, post-game content. Or, like, playing on critical mode. Which, obviously, a first-time player is not gonna do. True. So, that's... I think Kingdom Hearts, especially 2, is kind of maligned in that regard. People think, oh, the combat's just mash X, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, it can be, if you want to be boring. But there's a lot of interesting things you could do with it. That kind of reminds me of what I always think about the Kirby games, is like, yeah, you can let Kirby fly over literally everything forever, but why would you do that? You gotta kill the cute animals. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's fun to kill everything in unique, fun, satisfying ways. King DDD says, CLOBBER EVERY LAST ONE OF THEM! That's what we do best at MMM. Sorry, I, <laughs> I don't think that joke would translate. I, I'm not sure what you were going for with that one, but, uh... <laughs> because they say NME, so I made him say M&M. Never mind, go on. 
So, uh... One thing about Kingdom Hearts 3 that also falls flat for me in comparison to Kingdom Hearts 2 and means more to me than the combat system because I kind of I kind of was an X-Masher for a lot of the time even though I I've been trying to get a little better about that lately is uh I felt like the story was just kind of less memorable like I know I'm kind of the only one in our circle of friends who really gives a second thought to the storyline. No, no, no. But... I, I, I know what you mean. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3, like, the Disney worlds felt irrelevant. Well, okay. Like, just from a story perspective. Yes and no. They were irrelevant for Sora. Like, for the bad guys, they were, like, you could sure. see them kind of putting the And I like that. Here. I really like Vanitas showing up for the Monsters, Inc. world because screams being negative emotions is, like, a really, like, clever link, actually. Like, things like that. But yeah. it feels like Sora doesn't really have much of a journey going on, much of a character arc. Yeah, they say, Sora, you're really weak. Go find this power that you were supposed to already have. Uh, how? I don't know. Go talk to Hercules. Okay, I talked to Hercules. What next? I don't know. Just go. Okay. And then he go. And then it turns out he had the power in him all along. And Well, that's, granted, that's just very Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It doesn't feel that earned. Yeah, it feels like, oh, then why did we go to all those worlds then? It's like, see, Sora's right. You should have let him follow you into the Dark Realm. Unless, unless we were canonically level grinding, which maybe we actually were. Huh. Given, given the plot think. is the plot is getting ready for the big fight is like this is level grinding the story maybe but it's definitely sorely missing something like the keyholes from kingdom hearts one the worlds yeah they feel relevant to the villains but it doesn't feel like sora necessarily has a reason to go to any of them in particular he just kind of does yeah it's like they they know that's just what we care about yeah, and to be fair, we do, but... Like, in 2, I'm not gonna say the worlds were that much better integrated. Like, Sora had kind of an excuse plot there, too. It was like, hey, is Riku here? No? Okay. Well, I'm just gonna stick around for the plot for a little while, then I'll repeat in the next world. He's just a nice guy. He wants to help out. Ooh, actually, in regards to Kingdom Hearts 2 worlds, I do have something I wanted to say. Uh, I feel like they, overall have more of a theme going than uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 worlds. Kingdom Hearts 2 has a lot of themes of identity, what with the nobodies and everything, and I feel like a lot of the Kingdom Hearts 2 worlds tie into that. Like, uh, say, Jack Skellington going back and forth between Christmas and Halloween, or Simba wondering if he's worthy of the role of king. Like, you could loosely tie a theme of identity to every single Disney world. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I think... There's okay, a couple not... that are stretches, like pirates. You could you could argue yeah. that like Will accepting his pirate bloodline is that, uh, but that's, yeah, it's, that, that it's, it applies. It's a little bit of a stretch, but you can you can stretch it to fit every single KH two world. And I feel like KH three Disney worlds don't have as much of a through line like that. Yeah, it's just get Pixar in there, get the new ones in there, get a couple familiar worlds in there, put okay, the entirety done. of Let It Go in. I, I, I like that just for how audacious it is. Like they, it, they it definitely knew. reeks of corporate meddling, but I but I will never get over the fact that they fixed the hair animation glitch that was in the original movie. 
Well, I, I just like the idea that they knew they would have to reference the song some way, shape, or form, so they just thought, you know what? Forget it. Just have the whole song. I almost screamed when they started playing Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Least, I was like, oh my god, again. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't know that at the start. <laughs> what you were saying about the themes of identity, I guess that is true. I hadn't really thought of it. That's one more point in two's favor. I really like Kingdom Hearts 2. It's good. One thing I also like about two's world is that I'd say it has... Okay, while the worlds may not be as fun to traverse, because it's just go from this room, go to this room, go to this room, I like the selection of worlds. Like, it's the pinnacle of the entire series. Because you've got a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, kinda. You got everything from pirates to Lion King to singing at Ursula. You have stuff from, like, nearly every era of Disney. Outside yeah, Steamboat of... Willie in there, even. You do! It's it's great. It feels like every era is there, except for, like, maybe talking about, like, Pixar stuff. But I feel like Pirates is a relatively, like, modern for that time. And it was even live-action, which I kind of like. Yeah, Tron, too! Yeah. Well, they did want Woody and Buzz to be a summon-in final mix originally, but they couldn't pull it off. Yeah, I remember that. Like... They even had, like, an asset for it. They, they never went through with it. I don't know if it was, like, a rights thing or what. I'm glad it worked out, though. I do really like the Pixar worlds in KH3. They're really good. I like the Toy Story world. I, uh, I've, I've come to the grim realization that, other than Mike and Sully, I don't really care for the Monsters, Inc. world that much. But Yetus Vanitas... That, that that's Mike and Sully still. That that's that's them. It's also Vanitas. Care about Vanitas that much? I definitely think the Toy Story world is better, the better of the two. But I feel like that that sacrifice had to be made to give Monsters Inc. the unique factory environment, as well, opposed see, to like a city, like uh, you know, Big Hero Six. It's a different kind of city, but it would still just be a city if they didn't stick to the factory. I'm I'm glad that. Even, like, across all the games, they're good at keeping the worlds distinct from each other aesthetically, even if it's a different source material. But just, the Monsters, Inc. world, I didn't feel like I was in the Monsters, Inc. world. I felt like I was in a factory. Oh, and Mike Wazowski's here. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Kingdom Hearts worlds kind of suffer from that, though. Because, like, Um... Monsters, Inc., part of it is that it's, like, so lively and full of all kinds of monsters of so many different designs they had four monsters and characters another thing is landmarks is in two like you could see all the landmarks in the different movies like oh yeah there's the curly hill from halloween town oh yeah i'm on the black pearl oh yeah pride rock but in monsters inc once you're past the big room with all the doors on the rails then it's just factory room number four yeah yeah i definitely see what you mean there Toy Story has that a little bit, too, but they let you run around to Andy's house, and that's incredible, so... They get a pass. They're also playing You've Got a Friend in Me in the background the whole time, so you never really forget that you're in Toy Story. They have a lot more characters in Toy Story World, too. Like, they've even got the little army men. It's it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, world selection in 2 is probably one of the... It's the best in the series, I've already said that, but... Yeah, yeah, I I more or less agree. I think the only thing missing is, like, a 3D movie being represented. And... 
I'm that, sure got that did, now. They definitely do now, yeah. But uh, it was also what year did Kingdom Hearts two come out again? Like I, I don't feel like there was, was that many three D movies was, out by then. I think it was around two thousand five or so. I guess there were a handful. Not really in the Disney corner, except for Pixar. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, the the only 3D movie Disney like animation studios themselves had by then, I think, was Chicken Little, which <laughs> <laughs> was last seen in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, I wonder why. Apparently, he's an all right summon. He's he's okay. He like has a built-in magnet, and he also like stuns enemies, so he's pretty decent for crowd control. He's not awful. I do like that there is a sound clip of Zach Braff screaming Sora's name. I do too. I listen to it every day. As I do listen to every single character say Sora. Like, I I have a playlist on my... I'm gonna stop here. See, I I knew you were joking, but I secretly wanted it to be true (laughs) just for how weird that would be. Yeah, sure, I'm joking. That's what it is. Another thing about 2 over 3 I liked... Like, we talked about the story and, like, the themes of identity and... Uh, it had, it was structured better than three as well. I think three is just kind of a straight line. Well, three not... is so backloaded. Yeah, that's 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 a better way of describing it. More accurate too. What's there is good, but it's not spread out well enough. Yeah, they they just kind of save all of the resolutions and like tying up plot threads and all that they save it all for like the pa- the last like three to five hours of the game and in kh2 especially since you have like actually a proper home base that you return to more than once they're able to actually kind of spread that out a bit yeah i remember i left the big hero six world and i was just immediately put into cutscenes and oh now i'm fighting aqua what do i do oh no now i'm fighting vanitas what do i do help i just wanted to get to the world map they just they yeah. throw it at you it just kind of spits it at you it's like okay the the filler part's over not that it's like actually filler but it feels like they treated it that way two had kind of like more of a build-up is they once you're done with all the disney worlds and stuff uh they make you go through a gummy road back to Twilight Town. Kind of let you get there yourself. They don't just immediately throw you into the final level or anything. Yeah. And KH2 also has all the, like, secondary world visits where, like, worlds that didn't have any organization stuff going on, they have organization stuff going on now. And people will call that fillery, and it is a little bit. But I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, I like it. I... Since 2 was my first exposure to the series, I was a little disappointed when other games didn't do it. Yeah, it's it's honestly kind of cool, and none of the world revisits are that long that I would be like, oh, this is horrible and filler, and I dread going back every time. It lets them come up with a bunch of new boss fights. Like, like every world gets some sort of interesting boss, and I, I like that. And it, it does kind of let them set up a two-part story also in some of them for sure some more than others but even so not all of them are actually mandatory some of them are strictly optional you could you could literally never visit the pride lands and beat the game which is funny because people don't like the pride lands you don't have to go there yeah it's it's kind of weird especially since 
I got the strategy guide before I ever got the game because I was weird like that as a kid. And they specifically marked the Hundred Acre Wood and Atlantica as the optional worlds, but uh, technically, so are the Pride Lands. Yeah, Twilight Town appears before, like, by the time if you've done all the other worlds, Twilight Town's door appears before you visit the Pride Lands. You could just waltz right in and just ignore it completely. You don't have to do the revisit either. Yeah, that's that's weird. And it's also really weird is that I think the Tron revisit, when which is also the resolution to Hollow Bastion, is technically optional too. Because, like, it only appears if you do the second visit to every world, even the optional ones. You might be right. I mean, I've I've always done all the worlds. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely I, heard that Pride Lands is optional. I'm not 100% sure on the Tron revisit. I, I've seen it being optional. Like, Fair enough. I think one of the times my dad played it or something, back when he played video games. But why would you skip Tron? It's one of the best ones. I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't think he skipped Tron. I think he. I think you should fight your dad. Okay, I'll just I'll just mash X the whole time. No, you gotta use the magic. You gotta grind all the drive forms for an oh, hour. I'm I'm just gonna hit him with like a a swinging pirate ship. I'll juggle him with it like. Octo. No, you can't use the Kingdom Hearts three pirate ship, or else you're a coward. I. I remember I made it a point to not use the pirate ship against Aqua, but then I, I accidentally used it because I... And you were like, out. oh no. So I just, I cancelled out of it immediately. But I thought, well, at least I got a few more seconds of magic recharge out of it. Uh, yeah, 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 the, those are easily the most egregious example of style over substance that... Like, they're, they're cute references to the theme parks. I get that, and... Disney probably appreciates having those in there. They want to push their parks. But they kill the tone of a lot of fights. Shout out to Xavier. Sh yeah, shout out to Xavier. In in some fights, not all of them, but in some fights, they at least keep the original music playing. Even if yeah, you're some. still on a gaudy pirate ship fighting Aqua. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my biggest issues. And that's just ignoring the fact that they do, like... Tons of damage for the price of a triangle press. You ever see the ending of Birth by Sleep? See what happens to Aqua and think, I'm gonna hit her with a pirate ship and then she'll be better. As far as I'm concerned, Vanitas canonically dies because I used the black and white cartoon Portal Attack. Because <laughs> I played all the Game & Watch games, I got the Keyblade for it, and then I used it to kill him. Good. Did I get that? I... Yeah, I definitely did. It's the monochrome. I got that. Okay. Well... That's the name of the one in two. In three, it's the classic tone. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it turns into, like, a hammer. Yeah, yeah I did get that. It's kind of a reskin of the Toy Story one, but it, it's got a couple differences. It's it's the Echo Fighter of the Toy Story Keyblade. That was something that kind of saddened me a little bit, was when we got Keyblade transformations that were the Echo Fighters of other ones. I did notice that they give you a lot fewer Keyblades in three, but they make up for it by most of them having their own weapon changes like yeah that's that's pretty much entirely the reason what do you think of that compared to how two handles them i'm perfectly fine with that there's a little bit of build variety you could do with keyblades in two i i especially 
appreciated like Fenrir having negative combo on it. That was really interesting. Negative combo as an ability in general is really interesting. It basically it removes like you know combo plus it adds one more hit to your combo. Negative combo removes a hit from your combo, so you get to your combo finisher fast. That can be situationally useful. Uh, I don't want to get into like the what's the term for it? The, like value revenge value. I don't want to get in all the revenge values and all that in KH two. KH three was sorely missing revenge values, though. I will say that. Like, like I don't mind you going into it, but it will go over my head. Well, I can explain what they are. It's it's not actually all that difficult. Uh, basically, a revenge value in Kingdom Hearts two is a property that some bosses have, and it pretty much just applies to how many hits they take before they do some kind of like counterattack and aren't being staggered anymore, like. When you're fighting an Organization 13 member and you're mid combo and they like teleport behind you, that's Nothing because personal, you hit Sora. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's because you hit their revenge value. Uh, it's basically the GM deciding to get back at the player. Like, okay, that's yeah. Enough. And I think it's kind of necessary. Otherwise, you can just yeah. combo things for way too long, like you can in Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, I, I found I, I didn't have a lot of trouble keeping combos on enemies going. I do like how in 3, they allow you to finish the fights in more ways than 1. Like, in 2, like Donald and Goofy, they're just there to kind of whittle them down, maybe. And then just let Sora finish the boss off with a combo attack. But, like, I've had Donald and Goofy actually finish fights for me. Like, big group fights. I do appreciate that Donald and Goofy, like, the partners in general, they seem to do more in Kingdom Hearts 3. Donald's actually healed me, Swooper. Hey, I feel like Donald gets a lot of He heals people a lot. A lot more than people give him credit for. Yeah, he'll he'll waste MP on healing Goofy too, but, you know. You know, Goofy's a good guy. He deserves it. Yeah, he got hit in the head with a rock one time. He needs it. Donald was saving all his MP to bring Goofy back from that. That's why Donald doesn't follow you into the final he fantasy was... gauntlet. Donald was saving all his MP for Zeta Flare, the, the strongest mage in Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts canon. And he dies. <laughs> well, I don't know if that kills him, but he, he doesn't... He, he never... He, he doesn't cast that spell in any timeline where they aren't all eaten by darkness. Well, yeah, I but... think he dies. <laughs> Goofy even I, says, Donald, don't! I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe... I, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's weird that like Kingdom Hearts games kind of get a little flack for being a bit barren until like post-content comes, but that's usually in like the final mixes, but they're not doing final mix anymore, so now they're doing DLC. Because the DLC drop, that's, yeah. Because that's what games do now. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's a little unfortunate because you can't ever have the extra content integrated into the story now. The base game is always going to be the base game. You're not going to get a special fancy version with bells and whistles anymore. You know, yeah, that's something I hadn't really considered. I was just going to say, like, it's kind of the unfortunate reality that additional content, they know they can squeeze that money out of people now. And it works. People bought it. See, that's the thing with the Pokemon games, too, is the third version usually fixes a lot of little things that were wrong with the other two versions, but now it's just DLC. So now Sword and Shield 
those problems are always gonna be there now. Yeah, they're not gonna, like, retroactively enhance them. I see what you're getting at. And that's kind of unfortunate. I think there are some games that get around that with, like, updates and the like. Like, uh, this is a completely different kind of game, but Hollow Knight, for example, a lot of its, like, update content is just kind of retroactively added in. New charms, new areas, like, you can revisit those at any time. And all those updates were free. Like, Remind DLC, it, it basically feels like they just updated the Keyblade Graveyard section, but since they couldn't patch it into the game itself, they had to come up with some kind of weird, abstract Wibbly, story wobbly reason. way to make you redo it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely kind of a shame that that's where we're at, but... Well, I mean, I, I guess not all games are like that. There's Persona games, they still have those remakes that they do. Yeah, but it, it's starting to catch a little more flack, I think, these days, because people know that they can, like, integrate it as DLC, but they're not thinking about it, like, as reintegrating stuff to make it better. They're they're just thinking, oh, we have to buy this game again. And they're not wrong, but I think it could reward patience. Like, waiting for the third Pokemon game and just buying that instead of buying into the first generation, like... I I know some people who do that. I'm not one of them. I'm weak, but there are people who do that. I don't know. I feel like there's give and take with both methods. Yeah, you're not going to please everyone. Someone's going to be upset no matter what. There's there's no perfect solution, no. But uh this isn't about Kingdom Hearts anymore. Uh <laughs> it's related. I don't know. Is there anything else to say about like 2 in contrast to 3? Uh, three gets you into the action a lot faster. That's true enough, yeah. But I kind of like the Roxas opening. I like it too, but but I I I know what you're getting at. Dogs. I, Sorry. I don't know. I kind of compare it to like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is the the better game in my opinion, but in Ocarina of Time, you are in that first dungeon and doing Zelda things a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, I'm the wrong person to talk about 3D Zelda. I'm a big hipster. I do like Majora better, though. I agree with you on that. Well, that was my go-to example for having a big prologue versus putting you into the action. I guess I just like that better. Uh, It it does kind of contribute to 2 feeling like a grander adventure in spite of, like, the stakes and the premise of 3. I also just kind of like the intrigue... Because, like, when you first go through, you don't you don't know what a Roxas is. It's it's a lot better in the final mix version where you actually get to fight him, but... Uh, I, I hated... I, I like the Roxas setup. I hated fighting him. I kind of... I, <laughs> I kind of missed when he was a cutscene. I love fighting him. He's great. He's such a difficulty spike, though. Yeah, it does have, like, a lot of intrigue, especially because 2 was my first Kingdom Hearts game. I knew, like what you could read off Wikipedia of Chain of Memories, and that was about it. What so, you could read from Jiminy's journal. So I didn't know anything about the Roxas and his origins. And like, in hindsight, it's plain as day that he's Sora's nobody. They even say as much. And then when they explained what a nobody was, I thought, when would Sora ever become a Heartless? That's ridiculous. And then he reacts like late in the game. He's like, oh yeah, that one time I did. I was like, Wait, he did that? Yeah, he sure did. That was in the world that never was, so that was, like, the entire game from there. 
I'd skip Chain of Memories, so I remember being specifically really confused about the Think Nominee message in the journal. That was in there the whole game, too. Well, I didn't even know who she was, either. I just knew... Me neither, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in a coma for a year because some organization of people were because messing with his memories. Nominee killed him. <laughs> Think Nominee. You just say the first word that comes to your mind. <laughs> and it's often the word kill. Yeah, it's, uh, concerning. Uh, okay, I think... What's the takeaway? I... We, we didn't really break any new ground. We just talked about why we like two more than three. Yeah, that's the takeaway. I like two more. It's good. Three is okay, though. Like, I, I give three, like, maybe a B plus. Like, two is somewhere in the A range. I use a seven scale. I'd give three, like, maybe a like a middling five, and two a seven. I really love two. Two is, like, my fa- one of my favorite games. Yeah, two is within my top my top 10 games i think i probably agree with that so we're just a bunch of nitpicky fan babies i can't believe kingdom hearts 2 is the melee of kingdom hearts games (laughs) the right era and everything uh well thank you for coming on the show oh yeah no problem uh anything you want to Say. Anything I want to uh, say or plug? Uh, my PayPal email is <laughs> not. <laughs> send, send them those no, wacky digits. <laughs> yeah, send me your, all your wacky digits, and I will catch you on the flip side. This was an interesting experience, yeah. and I thank I thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. All right, if you like listening to the Bitcast, be sure all of you to follow it on Twitter. Be- it's also the BitCast on Twitter, so it's very easy to recognize me. And follow the BitCast... Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> follow the BitCast on Podcast One's website and mobile app, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.